Hello and welcome to episode 38, Dolly Your Hero Clicks. Is it 38? 38. Or is it 37? I don't know. A man can never remember when you put out as many episodes as we do, Drew. Every 30, week. 37, I'm sorry, 37. Every week, Hunter. So, this is a Hunter and Drew show today. Yep. Because uh, Austin's broke one of the ten bro mandments. Yep. And... Is not he chose bros before hosts? I don't. What is up with that? I don't know. Bros, is I mean, that's that's a rule. That's the golden rule. That is the golden. That's rule. A tale as old as time is bros before hosts. That's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Look it up. It's uh, bros begat hosts or something. That's in there. <laughs> that sounds like scripture to me. Hunter. <laughs> Moses came down from the mountain and he said, <laughs> "Bitch, <laughs> let there be bros before there be hosts." But uh, I guess Austin. Uh, isn't too worried about breaking Moses' commandment. Broses' commandment, sorry. Broses. <laughs> yeah. Today we're going to be talking about... Uh, it's going to be a, little, a, a pretty short cast today. Pretty we're just going to be talking about a couple news things. And then uh, going over the rules changes in the 2014 rules. There wasn't a whole lot. Yeah. There's a couple of them, though, and they're kind of big. So we'll, we'll go over, talk about exactly what they are, and then... If we think what changes they might have on competitive game wise, because there are a couple, especially the ATA and uh, the theme theme team stuff. So we'll talk about that, and then I talk about community real quick. Let's start off with news, and let's start um, with there is a link to <clears throat> a uh, a. Let me see exactly what the official name of this is. The DC HeroClix War of Light Seminar at GAMA. And this is a presentation, and somebody had their phone and took a bunch of pictures of all the slides of the PowerPoint presentation. This would uh, be found redundant later. <laughs> I mean, Correct. So um, <laughs> if you guys want to see these pictures, I will link them in the podcast description on our Podbean site. But. There's something else you might want to say. Right, and we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, it does show, like, um, like Larflees will be, it kind of show. at least you'll see some sculpts with yeah. this. you got the Larflee sculpt. Looks like there's 11 um, power batteries and 11 constructs in the first month's kit, which is the same as all the other ones have had. 10 for your players, 1 for the judge. Remember, these are going to be the shorter size OP kits, so it's going to be 10 participation prizes per OP kit. Um... And then we've got a special green light. I can't really tell who that chick is from here because there's quite a few uh, uh, Green Lantern chicks. Ron yeah. Vidar. But, uh, and then there's the Colossal Necron. And again, it says War of the Light. So mm-hmm. hopefully that will be War of the Light and not be a con exclusive like we were thinking it might be. Yeah. Other than that, uh, somebody snapped a few images, and I'll link these as well, of some pieces that are coming out in Days of Future Past and Deadpool, one of them being Superior Spider-Man. Yep. And that's pretty sick. It's pretty insanely sick. And it has detachable Spider-Bots. Uh, looks like they cost 10 points, have plasticity. Hopefully there'll be a couple different ones, but even if there there aren't, it's... Amazing. Having, having Superior Spider-Man in the set is just awesome. And people are... I've heard rumors, haven't seen any physical confirmation yet, but people are saying... Superior foes might be Which something. I will come for in gallons. I will actually maybe buy a case. Like something like that yeah. may actually make me buy boosters. By the way, that uh that Cyclops is looking pretty sexy back there. Yeah, there's a little Cyclops uh 
Phoenix Force Cyclops in the back. You can't hardly see it, but it does look a little different than the digital sculpt they showed yeah. us. It looks a little cooler. The base is great, yeah. As far as official spoilers, Harpy Lady is spoiled from the Yu-Gi-Oh set, and she is freaking sick. She may be the best one they've spoiled so far. She's a super rare. Uh, she also has Spell and Trap, and she has two of the best Spell and Traps, both in the yeah. game of Yu-Gi-Oh! and in the game of Heroclix. Uh, Monster Reborn and Mirror Force were excellent Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, cards. Uh, they cost eight points. Um, let's do those first. The spell, you give a set character a power action. Heal it two clicks of... Da- or Sorry. Heal two clicks of damage divided as you choose among the set character and adjacent friendlies. That's... Then remove the spell. That is awesome. Eight clicks for two guaranteed healing. Yeah. Or Sorry, eight points for two guaranteed healing is just nuts. And especially since it doesn't have to be... And you know what's cool about that? <clears throat> you know, we've been... T- Remember, when we talk about spells yeah. and traps, they can only affect other Yu-Gi-Oh! You can only put spells and traps on other Yu-Gi-Ohs. But the Monster Reborn can heal adjacent friendlies, and it doesn't specify that they have to be Yu-Gi-Oh! So you could heal, you know, adjacent anything, whether it's a Yu-Gi-Oh! clicks or not. And then Mirror Force is really good, too. When the set character takes damage from an opponent's attack but is not KO'd. After actions resolve, you may activate the trap. Deal unavoidable damage to the attacking character equal to half of the damage taken. Ooh. Remove the trap. So if they sink a big alpha strike into your big piece, especially if you're running the, something huge like a huge brick, like a hulk, they outwit your defense and they hit you for seven, they're like, <laughs> you're like, mere force bitch, take four unavoidable for that. <laughs> Thank you. That cost me eight points for four clicks of unavoidable damage. That's fucking nasty. Pretty good deal, yeah. yeah. Um, and then as far as her dial, she's 99 points, and it's a pretty dang nice dial. She's got eight clicks for 99 points. And they're eight clicks of solid damage dealing. She is a gambling man's hero clicks piece. <laughs> she blades 420 all day. Every day. She doesn't have more than two damage, so you will not feel guilty when you throw that fucking... <laughs> And Hunter, what does she have with those blades? What she got? Precision strike. That's fucking right. So your one, if you do roll a one, is always going to get through. So she uh, um, she always either has charge flurry or just flurry, but she has blades twenty four seven. Sometimes she has blades precision, and sometimes she just has plain old blades. And then defensive wise, she has lowish values, but she always has either super senses or super senses and reflexes. This is a nice freaking It's dial. an amazing piece. Whether Yu-Gi-Oh or not. I mean, this is... And it's a flyer, too, so it can carry. I mean, this is a great, great piece. This is fucking... Sadly, the super rares are looking like the best ones yeah, out of this set. which is gonna suck. I know, because they're gonna be so expensive to get a hold of. It's, it's gonna be nuts. Um, they also spoiled Sentinel Alpha 3 from Days of Future Past, and he's pretty good, too. If you guys wanna follow along, go to heroclicks.com and pull it up with us. This guy has, again... Three different point options, which is amazing. 300, 200, or 100. So that brings more playability to Master Mold. And has a trait. Friendly characters with Sentinel in their name, the robot keyword, and a lower point value can use Capture. Oh no. So you can throw a bunch of Chaos Force Sentinels on your team, and every single one of them can use the Capture ability. My God. He also has, uh, well, at 300 points, he starts with Running Shot Imperv and a special attack power. Give it a free action. Choose one. Energy Explosion, Force Blast, or Pulse Wave. Uh, Sentinel Alpha 3 can use the Chosen Power until your next God. turn. And, and that's with three bolts. He's got triple bolts. 
He's also a giant size and a flight symbol and endom. And then a special damage power as well. Sentinel Alpha 3 can use Outwit. This power can't be countered. Each time Sentinel Alpha 3 counters Outwit, or a power that lets Outwit be used, like a special power, it can use Outwit again this turn. Oh my fucking god. So double Outwit, either Energy Explosion or Force Blast or Pulse Wave, whatever is, you know, preferential to you at the moment. With good values. I mean, I like this 300 point. This is a big, big game. This is an amazing 300 point dial. This is a big games piece right here. This is, we're playing a uh, 8, 9,000 point game, 800, 900,000 point game or so. I want to run Sentinels. This guy is a must have at 300 points. That way, all your little cheap Sentinels will have capture. You'll also just have a really solid dial. He's one of the rare instances that his second click is better than his first click. Yeah, it, um, the values go up to a 12 attack, 5 damage with the same power sets. Now, on 200 point dial, it starts instead, instead of running shot, it starts with charge, and then still having energy explosion, force blast, pulse wave, and still having the special outwit. But it does have invincible instead of impervious. Yeah. Um, and then the 100 point dial starts with force blast, energy explosion, invincible, and prob. I still, I'm liking the 300. I oh, think, it's a, it's great. I think you go all out with the 300 yeah. if you're going to play this guy, especially because the people that you give capture have to be cheaper than you. So just go for the 300, bring your Sentinel army, and have fun. Yeah. Um, other than that, as you you were kind of hinting at earlier, was I? The entire dial list for War of the Light is spoiled. Or, sorry, almost the entire dial list. Pretty much the entire dial list. The dial list or the... Uh... The list of all the figures yeah, that will be that will be in the set. Now, yeah. there we don't have dials for each of these. We don't have sculpts for all of them. And this isn't 100% confirmed, but it sounds like, from what most people are saying, this is actually legit. And this is this isn't official spoilers, but uh, we're not going to go over each one because there's, this is a huge set. We'll just kind of mention some of the the key ones, the main ones that everybody's wanting. First of all, Glommy did make his way in, yep. which is awesome. He's number one. Skalix, um, I, I'm really wanting the Red Lanterns. I think a lot of people are wanting the Red Lanterns because that's a, a great book. The characters are awesome. Um, then yep. we've got some generics. Like there's a generic Indigo recruit. There's Actually, all of these are kind of... Yeah, generic or a lot of these are kind of generic. You got a couple. You got a construct for the orange lanterns and a black lantern reanimate. There's a orange lantern howl, and then there's a prime blue and green lantern howl, which is sick. Then there's a red lantern howl, then a prime black lantern howl, which is super sick. <laughs> I mean, uh, you got two. You got Tomar Ray in there. You got Rancor. Um, Boudica is a, is a big uh, Green Lantern character that hasn't been clicks for a very long time. Lissa Drac, we already knew that was going to be in there. Mongol, that is a piece that a lot of people have been yeah. wanting. Sinestro Core Mongol. Um, a new Kilowog. Green uh, Lantern Lyra. Yeah, and then there's Violet Guy and Red Lantern Guy. Blue uh, Blue Kyle and White Kyle. Everybody's been wanting a White Kyle, especially with the new book. Yeah. Um, Black Lantern Aquaman, which is awesome. That is sweet. <laughs> uh, Bleeze. Dead whales everywhere. Dexter. <laughs> Hal Jordan possessed by Parallax, baby. That's. I wonder what that dial is going to say. That's my number one. <laughs> do you think? Do you think it's going to say like Hal Jordan parentheses Parallax? Because I. Think I don't know. The last time they did it, it just said Parallax, and it was Hal Jordan's sculpt. Yeah. We'll I, see. So I don't know. 
There's Black Lantern and Indigo John Stewart. Indigo Tribe John Stewart, by the way, Hindu might be the best thing ever. Brother Worth, two new Avengers, Ganthit, Black Lantern Firestorm. Oh my god! Um, a Red Lantern Spectre and a Black Lantern Spectre. Both of them are big points, so hopefully they'll be big, strong quintessence. Maybe even Mystics. Oh yeah, they're gonna be quintessence. A new Swamp Thing. White Lantern Swamp. White Lantern Swamp. I about shit my pants completely oh when I saw this. And then you have Kyle as Parallax too. Yeah. Um, Sinestro Core Superboy Prime. Oh, I am not making that up. Sinestro Core Superboy Prime. Red Lantern Superboy Crime. Zillius Zox, my favorite Red Lantern. Yep, he's made a his way. He's, he's a baller. And then uh, Black Hand. Now this is what interests me on Black Hand. He's 200 or 25 Yeah, points. that's interesting. So I wonder how he works if you do 25. I got to think he like empowers another dial or something. Like he, he may Kinda be... Kind of like Penguin? Yeah, something like that. Like where he's empowering uh, other pieces. He's not an actual piece. Chases are the... Um, oh, damn it. I'm having a brain fart. What are they called? The uh, uh, Like the avatars for each color. Yeah, uh, Dang it. It's going to kill me. I'll have to look that up while we're talking about it. But the each color's um, like main. Uh, damn it, Drew! I can't think of what you're trying to say. So like, like for White Lantern, it's Entity. For Sinestro Core, it's Parallax. For Red Lantern, it's the Butcher. For it's Predator. For Star Sapphire, the big purple dragon thing. Um, let me see if I can look up the fish. Like the actual word they always use whenever they say yeah I what it is. I can. God dang it. If it if I can't if you would have asked me any random time of the day, uh, I you would have gotten it, but right on the spot. <laughs> I can't think of it. Um, let's move on, and then it'll it'll come to me. Um, Black Lantern Anti Monitor is listed there on the uh, thing, but it does yeah. say it doesn't have the same number as the others. It DG. says D, so maybe it will be a DC console. We'll see. I may still be right. I'm holding out hope. That I was right and Austin was wrong. Because Austin said it's not con-exclusive. I said, or maybe it was Phil. I think Phil's, It was Phil and yeah, Austin. It was me and Phil had the bet. Um, I said Black Lantern Anti-Monitor will be con-exclusive. He said no. Drew, Austin and I still have the $5 bet. I say, no Howard the Duck's going to be in Deadpool. Austin says yes. I so really far, want there to be. There hasn't been. So far, I'm right. But there's still a couple months for something to come out. All I'm saying... Is if there's a set for a new one to be in there. I know the duo's out, but, you know, Deadpool's it. Yeah. I I mean, if it's going to happen, that is when it's going to happen. But we'll see. As far as LEs, you've got the main guys for each one, like Lara Fleas, Hal, Sinestro, St. Walker, Atrocitus, the usual guys. And then um, there are there is a Simon Bass, which is the new Green Lantern. He has never been clicked before, so that's going to be cool. Yeah. Getting a Simon Bass in there. And that is a Green La- Green Lantern Sinestro, too. Is Bleez in there? Yeah, she was in... I think she's an Uncommon. Uh, or maybe a Rare. Yeah, Rare. Okay. I was like, if they left out Bleez, people would shit their pants. Yeah. So, that is looking freaking amazing. Yeah, it's going to be... They know how to get our... Uh... They know how to get our money? Yeah. They know how to swing for the fences. Um, that's it for news. Uh, moving into what we played real quick, it'll it'll be quicker than yeah, usual because yeah. Austin, we're down a man if you want to call him that. And I didn't get a play today because uh, Drew has some car trouble, but he bought a brand new shiny 
Very shiny. Chromed out. Kia Soul. Kia Soul it's looks really nice. nice. It's a really nice car. It's sharp. He was driving around an old beat up truck. Got yeah. him a brand new car. Happy for him. Yeah, it's, it feels good, man. But I, I'm really pissed I missed Euroclix today. Um, Austin won't say the same, but. Because <laughs> he was losing so badly, but. Today uh, we did, um, let's see, what was it? 400 points. Modern. AVX3, yeah, modern age, and you had to use the keywords of of, of all the same faction, and you had to use one starter piece, at least one starter piece. Um, and you could use the Phoenix Force and up to the first four fragments. I decided to do a little combo with the Phoenix Force to test something out. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I played four fragments, but I left three of them on the base and only put one on one character. And that let me start on running shot, energy explosion, defend, and plus one damage. I did that because I wanted to take a piece. I, went, I looked to try to find an Avengers or an X-Men piece that has psychic blast and a lot of bolts. Yeah, and then give <clears throat> and then give them running shot and energy explosion, so I can have penetrating energy explosion. The best one I found was the Emma Frost Chase at 150. So I gave her the Phoenix Force. She has psychic blast, prob control, invincible, and a special um, mind control, and it was really useful too. I used it a lot Jeez. of times. When she hits with mind control, after it's three bolts too, by the way. Yeah. After action to resolve, the owner of the pieces that. The, the targets choose. You either click that target, an additional one unavoidable after I'm done mind controlling, or you let Emma heal one. And you Damn. have to choose for each one that I hit. Oh, God. It was really nasty. Um, and then I tried 40-point Jean Grey for some TK, 100-point Dark Phoenix from N10, M10, and then Wolverine at 75. Um, I actually went one and two. Um, really? Yeah, I could. I it was a dice day. I first first game I missed a couple attacks, but he missed a couple attacks too. I got lucky because you know Phoenix has super senses on a six. Yeah. Uh, Silver Centurion was gonna hit me for six, and I super sensed out of it on that six. I was like, that doesn't happen to me very often. Um, then on Wolvie's Regen, I rolled a six, so I was like, even though I wasn't hitting my attacks, I was hitting other things, and I yeah, ended up nice. staying alive. Smoked him. Second game went up against Spider-Man and Doc Strange. Successfully mind-controlled both of them, then kept missing with their attacks once I mind-controlled them, so I couldn't really get anywhere. And then third game uh, was me and Ricky. He had a lot of stealth, and I didn't have ways through it. And uh, so it took me a while to get him down. We had It was actually oh, really, really close. It went down to time, and uh, it was a close match. Pretty fun match, too. But I liked Emma Frost. I wanted to try her. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed her. She, for 150 points, if you don't have a way to give her a running shot, though, because she doesn't have it by herself at 150, she's not going to be that good. But giving her running shot with her special mind control mm-hmm. or with her special, or with her having psychic blast, invincible, and prop, having the invincible comboed with the you may let me heal after mind control yeah. was awesome. And having the X-Men team ability. Because there's one game where I sh- she went out, did a bunch of damage. People finally ticked through her Invincible. I TK her back. Jean Grey X-Men's are back up. It's like, it was really nice. I, yeah, I like the nice, piece. Man. There is only uh, six clicks on it. And the six click is completely naked, basically. But she still um, can pump out a ton of damage. If you can give her a running shot, she's damn good. 
Um, M10, Dark Phoenix, we already know is nasty. Wolverine for 75 was good for his points. Um, I used him mainly as tie-up and annoyance instead of an attacker, so I didn't really expect much out of him, but he did his job. He lived long, he tied people up, he has solid attack values, he got through some damage, and um, pretty fun pieces. Now, one piece I want to talk about that I got to try this week, especially with you here, because you played him on Best Build not that long ago. Oh, who? Obnoxio. Oh, yeah. So Phil and I had a fun day, and I decided to... We we were going to play a random fun match of clicks, so yeah. I decided to take a bunch of pieces that are on my like must-play list but don't really fit any necessarily like good theme builds or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I tried Obnoxio, and I tried Ironmonger, the big one, at full points. Nice. And then to fill out the team, I tried a couple slosh figures I hadn't played... Um, I did the Gravity Feed. I have to pull her up here. I did Timberwolf, first of all. He was a monster. Timberwolf's a beast. He was so good. Um, at least for not a super competitive game, but for casual game or for yeah, sealed. He's a beast. He's good. Saturn Girl was the Gravity Feed when I did. She she's, wasn't too bad. She's pretty neat. Um, and then the other one was. Oh, shit. Uh, while I'm thinking. While I'm looking up the other one, I ran three Magia Goons. From Iron Man, they are amazing for their points. They, I had them because I need because Ironmonger has Mastermind, yeah, and I need somebody to Mastermind onto, and they're only twenty points each. But that plasticity comboed with the defense power, where they get your defense value. So they were the all stars of that six hundred point team. Those three little Magia goons, and with Saturn Girl's trait, where she gives somebody fifty or less the keyword and the wing symbol. I let I gave it to one of the magic goons and he could carry the other one so they could move around with Ironmonger whenever Ironmonger moved around <laughs> That's to attack. Great. It was sick. That's great. Um, the magic goons were just honestly like the best thing. But Iron Mon- other than that, I ran one aim renegade so that my all my wild cards would have something to copy. Oh, Shrinking Violet was the other one. And I brought all the three different Shrinking Violets and I switched in and out while I was playing just for fun. Yeah. She's actually a lot better than I had expected because each of the three options gives you something the other one doesn't the um the main set one at top dial is incredibly hard to kill especially from range because she has stealth a 19 defense and the tiny symbol and remember tiny symbol gives you plus one so she's a 20 from range so if if you're shooting her through hindering too i mean yeah well and she's gonna get stealth so it through hindering she'll be stealthed even if you can see through hindering she's gonna be a 20 because of the 19 plus the tiny size and then the gravity feed one is kind of like a close combat one like she gets cce charge and stuff like that and then the hockey puck one the um le one is kind of like a mix of the two like she and but she also had like a sidestep and i think i love how you call it the hockey puck one (laughs) yeah the puck but like puck ant-man and this is puck shrinking violet because she's not actually on the dial it's just the thing it was kind of a mix. It has a lot of sidestep and, yeah, empower and enhancement perplex. So it's kind of like a supportish one. So it was like, even though I couldn't exactly tell what I was going to switch into, yeah. I was like, do I need um, close comp on the approach? I used the good one that's safe from range. Then I fly in, switch to the melee one. Now I got charge three damage or CCE yeah. in your face. So it was really cool. It's pretty neat. Um, my wild cards had Hydra that they could copy from the Aim Renegade. And with that, coupled with Ironmonger's trait, his negative two defense on anybody who wants <coughs> it, it was so easy to hit. Yeah. 
Um, Ironmonger himself is pretty solid. He is good for his points as long as you have someone to mastermind to, which I did. He can take a few hits, mastermind it off. He has ways through dampeners full dial because top two clicks he has stealth and outwit, so he can outwit defenses. And then the last rest of his dial, he either has psychic blast or exploit full dial. So he's a good attacker. Yeah. He's expensive, but if you have mastermind, he's worth it. He's a fun piece. I was pretty happy with him. Obnoxio was the star, though. I love Obnoxio. Yeah. In the thing, like, I always hear people talk bad about Obnoxio. Oh, no. I have nothing but good things to say about him. His values were surprisingly high. Yeah. For the point value that he costs, like, because he only costs, what, like, 69 or something like that? Yeah. Hold on. We'll pull him up here. He's like 78. Look how many clicks he has of good attacking. This is the click I was on most of the time. The seven sidestep, four damage, <laughs> yeah. 11 attack. Look at this now. There's one, two, three, four, five separate clicks where he has sidestep, and when he does, he has either an 11 or a 10 attack with a four or a three damage. There's one where he has one. But... Or yeah, there's one click, but he has precision strike on that too. Yeah, which is... And invulnerability. And perplex. Like, every click that you switch onto, it may be random, but it's a damn good click. And he has pretty solid values. Um, Let's just say I almost beat a Heroes for Hire team with this guy. <laughs> yeah, Obnoxio was way better he's, than I thought he was going to be. really good. I expected shit, and he was like the star of the show. Yeah. He's such a fun piece to play. He was fun, too, because I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. So, if you want a less cheesy... Uh, Bizarro. Bizarro. Yeah. Obnoxio is your choice. Um, other than that, what did we do Wednesday at GP? Uh, it was Escalation League finale. Oh, that's right. I was in the top eight. So was Austin. I was not. Um, I, I ran Sinister Syndicate. I I didn't like my 800-point team, but honestly, once you get past 600, there weren't a lot of good options for me. Yeah. Because those guys are really cheap. And the best, I had like 10 people on my team. Yeah, I mean. And the last couple one were like Web of Spider-Man, Sandman, who's like, eh, okay. And then uh, I can't remember else who, who else I had it on, but I lost to, I went two and one. I lost to a, a really well thought out team on a really, really perfect map that I honestly don't think I could have physically beat. Mm. I mean, it was a good, it was good strategy. I applaud them. On good strategy, because and I haven't used this map yet, and I would like to add this to Which our map, map episode because it was that good. It's one of the fear itself ones, tier three or four, and it's the like a Thor flavored map. And in the very middle of the map, about it's a big area. It's about a six by six. Is it the Serpent's Lair or whatever? I don't remember. No, 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 no. It's uh, it's like all outdoors, oh, but okay. in the middle is a bunch of orange terrain. And when you read the orange rules, it doesn't say not for tournament play like oh. a lot of the other Fear Itselfs do. It is hindering, and anybody who occupies it ignores one an extra one damage on top of any other ignorer or reducer that they Jeez. have. Yeah. So even if I hit you with Psychic Blast and you have Invul, you still get to ignore one of that. So Even if I hit you with Precision Strike, you have to take one, you still get to ignore one, and now you took none. Like, it was... And he had Black Mask and a full team of stealth oh. um, um, Batman villain guys. That's ridiculous. And they, so turn one, yeah. he pops the, he does the Black Mask thing, whole 800 point team, plops in Hindering and takes negative one, and I have two guys who can see through Hindering on my whole team. So I did get some damage in, albeit not very much, since he can only take one, 
All they have to have is toughness, and my quake bombs do zero damage. Yep. Because it's minus one for toughness, and then minus one because of the map. It was really fucking stupid. I, 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 it was a good strategy and a good. I mean, honestly, but, uh, it was. Yeah. It was, and I think I can't remember if he went, if he ended up winning or not. No, Harry won. Oh, that's right, Harry won. Because um, Harry's t- Harry played him in the finals, and Harry actually did have a lot of ways through stealth. And had Pulse Wave, um, which is the only way really to get around the map and the yeah. the team. But um, yeah, it was a good strategy and um, and and good good idea, and it and it paid off for him. So I don't, I like losing like that. I don't like losing yeah. to um, me making a stupid play or something like that. Yeah, I lost to uh, rolls the entire night. That's um, how my night today was too. It was rough, man. I went one and two, and um, I really didn't, like, I mean, I was discouraged because I did so poorly previously that month, and I didn't get into the top eight, because I really wanted to get into top eight, you know, but uh, it just didn't happen, so I was like, eh. So, instead of adding X-Men like I was going to do and do some really crazy shenanigans with X-Men and Magneto, what I did instead was add... um, Shadow King. Shadow King, who he, is a fucking monster. I know, I told you, man. He's, he's so good. ridiculous. If they had pieces that were worth fucking stealing, oh my god. It would have been great. If you have some way to give Shadow King running shot, he is immensely... I didn't even have a way to give him running shot, but I still fucking shit on everyone <laughs> with Shadow King. Uh, it's just like... I've never seen a piece that benefits from the book so greatly. Like, Shadow King's so amazing. So, tell the good people as I mean my ice cream. I hope I can do this, so let's look it up. Tell the good people about your amazing idea that you did when you mind-controlled a cable Deadpool with your Shadow uh, King. So, this was like spur of the moment. And I would have won the game if if things would have went my way. Well, I guess we could all say that about every game, though. Yeah, but <laughs> something stupid really happened. So, Shadow King has a mind control attack ability. He can use mind controls if he had a ranged value of 10. When he is de- when he does and is not dealt unavoidable damage, and ta- his targets may be assigned two free actions instead of one. One of the two actions must be a move action. Now, this is the key. Cable and Deadpool have a special ability. They can use phasing teleport. When cable Deadpool use phasing teleport, roll a d6 that can't be rolled. Wait a minute. If you roll a 1 to 3, opposing characters... Oh, here, here's... Oh, yes, this is It's it. that coupled with the second, yeah. with their attack ability. If they use phasing and they have no action tokens, after it resolves, they can use uh, duo abil- attack ability as a free action. Okay. So he... So Drew mind controlled him, hit somebody, yeah, then phased and triggered the thing and hit somebody again. It was pretty sick, except for the fact he hit three super senses rolls in a row. Oh well, that'll do it. I hit every attack and he hit three super senses in a row. <laughs> I still applaud you. I know it on was the uh, genius idea though. See, I'm too good for this game. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Drew's a prima donna. I'm a bit of a diva. It's a little before his time, you know. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a prodigy. Some renaissance might, man. Some might say he's a prodigy. Well, if you ever run Shadow King and the rare off chance that fucking Cable Deadpool comes <laughs> up, 
Drew Alderson was there for it. You gotta call it the Drewster Special. The Drewster Special. And then if they hit all three Super Senses rolls, you could jump off a bridge too, because that's not like what I'm to do. Um, let's move in. I would have won the game on it. That's just bullshit. Let's move into the main topic here. Uh, 2014 rulebook. Now, for those who, and I think Austin noted this last week, um, the PA, the new PAC is not in the cap starter. They pulled it, but there is a new rulebook in there. So, if you want a new 2014 rulebook, an actual official one, instead of you know printing your own copy out, which is totally free and you can do it any time, um, there is one in the cap starter. Now, let's talk about the changes. Either changes to previous things or extra new things they put in, which is only one thing, but that's ultralight optics. So let's talk about each and what they changed or what's brand new. First of all, we have ultralight objects, and there are a couple in the cap starter. An ultralight is a light object with a white ring around it instead of a yellow. Ultralight objects follow all the rules of light objects with the following changes. Any character can pick up or hold this object even if they can't use super strength. This object is not used when making a close combat attack. A square containing the object is not hindering, which is an interesting one. It is. When used to make a ranged combat attack, the object can be thrown eight squares and deals one damage. Now, some, this brings us to the second point, is that they changed the range on how far you can throw objects. As you guys know, you used to be able to throw lights, eight squares, and heavies, six. And you did one extra damage on each. So light objects would do one plus one for throwing or TKing. Heavies would do two plus one, so three. Well, now you have ultra lights can go eight. Lights can only go six. And heavies can only go four. But you have the extra damage. You have the heavies doing three, lights doing two, and ultralight only does one. Now, what I do, let's stop there. Let's talk about how this affects the yeah. game. For one, give what you just effectively did is gave any piece eight range, mm-hmm. uh, albeit only for one damage. But still. But if you have a team, now if I have a team. Like I did, like I had a, a team today with three volts that doesn't need objects. Yeah, I could throw an ultralight on there, let little Jean Grey pick up uh, the ultralight while she's mm. moving up, and now at any point when I need her to, she can throw out eight squares away and hit somebody for one if it if the opportunity prevents itself. Now, other than that, I had no reason to run her right. on my third round because Ricky saw through stealth. It, the the objects were not helping me by you know using them yeah. as hindering, so this would be a situation where I would want an ultralight or two on, or on my team. Here's another thing. There's going to be some pieces that this breaks. Yes. There's going to be some special powers or special traits that this breaks. One idea I'm going to be trying out pretty soon. I don't know if I should really say it on the podcast or not because it's kind of broken, <laughs> but I'll go ahead and say it. What amethyst from. HD Realms, yeah. and I got I to gotta credit um, Edward with this because we came up with this while we were talking and, and you know, kind of jostling back and forth ideas with the new changes. Amethyst from Slosh. Let's read her uh, ability here. Gem World Portal. Portal. This is a trait. Now, note, 
How much range does she have? Uh, zero. Zero range. Once per game, when Amethyst hits an opposing character, it's... you may choose that neither character may make a ranged combat attack, and she and that character may only target each other with close combat attacks until one of them is KO'd. It's... Now, what does the Ultralight give me in terms of range? Eight. Eight. So I went from a zero to an eight. Yep. Does that trait say that it has to be a close... Well, yeah. A, does it say it has to deal damage? No, so I don't care that I'm only dealing one. That's right. Does it specify that I have to hit with a close combat attack? No. No. So I can chuck this light object at you from eight squares away, and now you are trapped across the board and must come and hit my amethyst who can just sidestep and run away as much as she wants. Like that fucking bitch. (laughs) And now your 300-point dark side has to come hit my amethyst while the rest of my team is tearing tearing dark side of new apple. Unless you're running Shadowlust. There's going to be a lot of pieces, and not a lot, but a handful of other powers like this that I'm sure other people have already thought of ideas. Oh, ultralights break that power. This is a prime example. This is nuts. So that's an example of what ultralights potentially may do competitive wise, Mm -hmm. or even just for judges to, you know, get in your head. Like some of this stuff may come up at your venues. Um, Let's move on to to relics, which is another very interesting. A big one. one. Now. A character is no longer limited to the number of times they can roll for a relic. They can they can now attempt as many times as they want. It still is a power action, as it always has been. But if you miss it the first time, don't fret. If you want to waste another power action, try and pick it up. You, you can. can. So now Mjolnir is no longer impossible to pick up. You know? Yeah. Um, other than that, relics didn't really change, but I, I tell you what, that is a big enough change that w- with that, coupled with Uru Forge being really good, mm-hmm. and coupled with Split Lip giving um, free actions as picking up relics, yeah. I think, and, and I think this is something we've seen with Slosh too, because how many relic tricks, either traits or powers, are in Slosh. There's a ton. A lot. They're really pushing relics hard, especially like Starman. Um, A lot of the the people that either specifically help you with relics or are are anti-relics and objects like Phantom Girl and stuff like that. This helps push that even farther because now it's not a risk to run a relic. It's not a, oh crap, I missed my 66% chance and now I'm screwed and I just wasted 10 points and an action. Now I can keep trying. And with yeah. Split Lip, I have plus one and I can keep trying for free. I can just sit on here all day till I hit it. It's silly. So I think we may start seeing relics a little more often. Um, they're better. Yeah, they're better. Are they? Is it enough to push them past resources? No, I don't think so. I I don't think so either. But I think there may be a team or two that you run into that opts not to run a resource that opts to put twenty more points on its team build and then ten points into a relic instead of thirty or forty on a resource. Yeah, it there may be some team builds that specifically are better with just running at one relic. And if you think about it, resource. resources are kind of getting out of control lately. Um, I lately. Mean, <laughs> For the past year or five. Out, out the gate. They've been... It's just... They're ridiculous. I mean, all these possibilities, you know. It's just ridiculous. I, I would be very happy to see... I, this makes me happy. Um, yeah, it's great. I, but, I think it's a, tra- it's a it's a change that they made that isn't enough to be... 
where it breaks something. It's not going to make a relic broken all of a sudden, mm-hmm. but it makes it more viable. It, it makes it more Definitely. of an option. I, I, I like relics a lot. I think they're a lot of fun. They're a great addition to the game. and uh, Yeah. Now, the next change I'm not a fan of. Yeah. ATAs. ATAs can now only be used when you're playing a theme team. Boo! Yeah, exactly. The ATA does not have to trigger off of the keyword that your theme team revolves around, though. That's okay. So that helps it not be completely and helps them not have a ride on their hands. It's still. So, what that would mean in this example, on our Escalation League, I was running Sinister Syndicate. But um, Green Goblin and Shocker have the Thunderbolts keyword. Mm hmm. Even though my theme name is Sinister Syndicate, I can still run the Thunderbolts ATA. It's just I have to make sure that I am playing a theme team if I'm going to to run an ATA. I can't run anymore. Um, I can no longer run Hawkeye and a couple of Spider-Man pieces that are wild cards and then you pay for Thunderbolts and, and copy it on my other couple ones and pick something that really helps them yeah. tactically. And the reason I don't like this is because it, this coupled along with the theme team changes, yeah, I think it's going to lead to a little bit lazier team building. I agree. It's gonna you can no longer abuse wild cards. There is no longer the potential for George to come up with the broken Lex plus copying the GCPD ATA anymore. And that yeah. may honestly be why they changed it because he thought of an idea that's that freaking good. You can no longer think of creative. Things like that, that that combo together. Mm-hmm. Now it's, oh, I only need a couple people to make this theme team. Screw it. Let's just run a theme. I think, yeah. Let's just not worry about thinking of creative and ways that the opponent's not going to see coming with this team build. And let's just go with the same the, old mystical. The, the, next, the next change is what really kind of irks me, honestly. Um, next up is theme teams. And we'll go over the build changes first now to make your theme team no matter what point value whether it's a 300 point game or a 3000 point game all that you need is at least two figures that have the same keyword bullshit so um galactus and Zirin, there's your cosmic theme team bullshit <laughs> 2000 point game galactus and Zirin theme team enjoy your probs you fucking no well that's the thing uh, yeah you gotta be named all the fi- now all the figures do have to still share a specific keyword. So just because you have two Avengers, you can't throw on an X Men who doesn't have Avengers and then still have his theme team. You still have to obey the rules on that. But um, yeah. So first of all, that's how easy it is to hit themes. Now that is okay, I guess. No, it's not. <laughs> because if you think about it. With the, well, with that coupled with the prob thing, yeah, you can only get now. You can now only get theme probs on named theme teams. So it used to be really hard to make a generic because yeah. you had to have three per per three hundred, and but it paid off because you at least got probs out of it. Yeah. Now you no longer get theme team probs on generic teams. This is, but it's easier to do because you only need two on your team. This is good and bad, but. I think that, you know, generic teams are still, you know, I think they still deserve theme team probs. I guess that might just because it's been how I'm playing with it for so long. I, I agree. I think they should but, still get theme team probs. It They still, it, 
I think what they should have done, instead of changing the probs, if they wanted to make it easier to build themes, which I assume was the intention here, is go back to the old way of one per 100 points. Yeah. Instead of doing the 300-point bracket. Because here's the thing. If we're, me and you are running a 300-point game, it's not that hard to fit three characters in a 300-point game to hit that generic theme. If we're running a 400-point game, now I have to fit six generic th- keywords into a 400-point game because of yeah. the old system. That is hard. All they had to do was say, you need one per 100. You need, if it's a 400, you need four. If it's a 700, you need seven. That's not that hard it's to think of. not that hard. And then have the theme team probs relate. Have If you still want generics to be worse than named like they were, you can say named get one per 100, generics get one per 200, or something like that. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. So, like, if it's a 200-point game, generics That's only get one. That's all I needed to do. Instead... They did this weird thing where, uh, also, to figure up how many theme probs you get, you get a maximum of one prob per 100 points of the team build, or you get basically a minimum of one prob per character on your force. (laughs) Now, one thing that a player had had this question, and it kind of confused them, is... It says you get one theme prob per character on your force, maximum of one per 100 points of the build total. Mm-hmm. Don't take just that little clause of you get one theme prob per character to think that during the match, each character can only use theme prob once per game. Yeah, that's not, not the case. No. I can see how pe- why people would think that just reading that, but it's be- this is in the theme prob section. This is telling you, this is in the sentence telling you how many you get. This isn't saying something separate. It doesn't say you can only each character can only use theme prob once per game. It doesn't say anything like that. Um, I just want to note that real quick. Yeah. Now, so examples. I have five characters on my Teen Titans three hundred point team. I only get the three theme team probs because the maximum is one per one hundred points of the right. total. I have two characters on my Avengers five hundred point team. That no. didn't used to be a theme team. Nope. But now it is. I get <laughs> two theme probs. Which is bullshit. Because it's one per character. Yep. So hopefully that helps you guys understand that. Now, how do we think that's going to affect the game? I think, again, it leads to a couple things. It, it, it sort of helps lead to lazier team building, that along with the ATAs, really. But two, it, it kind of sucks for generic theme teams because the best generic theme team, the best theme team, period, right now. Animal. Is is mystical. Oh, mystical, yeah. And you just took generic theme team's probs away. What's the one generic theme team that doesn't give a damn about losing mystical. theme team prop controls? Mystical. They already have prop Man, controls. Shitloads Almost of every single one has prop control. Yep. So they don't care that they're no longer getting theme team probs. They weren't using them in the first place. So you now actually helped them because yep. you took away everybody else's. This is C Viper and Street Fighter. Yep. She didn't get better. Everybody yeah, else got, got worse, worse. And now she's the king. And I feel like that's what's happening with Mysticals. Now the random martial artist, the random animal team that we did see do really well, it's going to be harder to see them do that well anymore without having a prop control. One theme team if they hit a crit, hit a crit miss, they're... Freaking screwed. They're done. There's no getting out of it. 
And those characters don't usually have prob control on their dials either. So that's... I, mean, I know who's extremely sad about this, and that's Austin. Yeah. So, uh-huh. for good or bad, those are the changes. If you guys have further questions on them, feel free to email me or um, or comment on any of our Facebook or Twitter or anything and try yeah. to get back to you. So, other than that, let's go through community real quick. Um, no best build news. Dial design news. Don't forget, guys, your scores. You can now give them to us. To either today on Saturday, which some of you have, or you could give them to me by the end of tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then I'll have those scores posted up for you. Um, some people have been giving me um, like sentence feedback too, like I do every week, where I you know kind of write what's off the top of my head, like hey, this you know I thought this was good, but this part of it was bad, blah blah blah. Some of you've been doing that too. Feel free to do that if you wish to do so. Um, a lot of you that did do it said, oh man, I see how much, how long that took and how much work you put in. That was kind of my point. Yeah. Is like, this takes, I contribute quite a bit of my time to this stuff. And, uh, some of you are kind of seeing that this is pretty dang time consuming. It is. As far as, as round one, we had, um, Swamp Thing got an 8.4 and, uh, that was from Wolfman and then Batarang's Sandman got an 8.4 as well. And then uh, Renocon's Pied Piper got an 8.1. That was a cool one, too. I, I really like that one. That was really cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we can never get enough Flash Rogues in this yeah. play. Even though he's not at one of the classics. Um, that was the, the first assignment was the wear a, uh, a character that typically wears green costumes because it was St. Patrick's Day weekend, yes, week sir. last week. Now, round two, which is already too late to submit teams for, but... The uh, assignment was design a character that comes with an attachable or detachable relic, kind of like Emerald Empress with her eye, yeah. the runner with the gem, yep. or um, the Amazing Spider-Man zombie that comes with the little metal where people can mind control him or whatever that you put Did on that the Did that actually come with a metal? It, it's just a, it's just a, yeah, a token on the back. Yeah, little token. So ball. you basically put a special marker, but something like that, yeah. where it's a character with a, something, a special relic with it. And uh, and then I needed a dial for the um, character, and then like a basically like a card, like what it would say on the card for your relic. So we got some cool ideas on that. You guys are doing the grades right now, and then I'll have those up hopefully Monday morning. Monday, this Monday, Monday, Monday. Um, assignment number three. You have anything special you you want to throw Not out there really, for an man. assignment? I don't know. What do you got? I don't know. I'm. I've been kicking around a couple of different ideas. I I try to do something different. The thing is, you can't always do something different because yeah. there's only like so many things that, that I can think of. Um, yeah, I do have a good idea for next month, and we'll talk about that next week because uh, one of our listeners gave me a good idea for our best build next month. But thank you, listener. Thank you, random listener, who will get credit next week. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to do a... Tell me what you think about this one. Okay. Design a dial for a character based off of their their appearance in a movie. Oh. Instead, instead of more of their comics. So let's, let's think of a movie where the character was kind of more different in their movie than they are in the real comics. Um... um hmm... John Constantine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah. John Constantine. That's one. Um, 
I'm Whoa. trying to think of some Marvel ones that, that kind of are a little different than they um, kind of normally are. Or maybe... Spider-Man 3 Spider-Man. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Spider-Man is a little different. Venom is a lot different yeah. in, in the comics. Um, I'm... See, this is the reason why I didn't want to do it, though, because I couldn't think of enough examples. Yeah, um, but what I was thinking was it would be cool to have powers where the person puts a power that is like something, a specific moment in the movie that like represents, yeah. you know, in a spe- and, and kind of express that in hero clips form. I don't know. I, I'll keep the idea. I'll keep the wheels turning and I'll think of something. He'll post something. I'll post it in the dial design. I might do something movie related. We'll, we'll see. Everyone likes movies. Unless I think of something better in the next couple, in the next day. Um, anyways, other than that, no big, uh, I mean, honestly, important email questions this week or Facebook questions. Um, we did have one message on Twitter. If I can find my phone. There. I'll look up the, the Twitter listeners question. While I'm doing this, let's talk about community question and and we'll let you answer too, Drew. Okay. I'll answer. I got a, I got a voice, an opinion. Voice of the community. You're the voice of the Heroclix community, dude. I am one of them, yes. Uh, this week's the best one, some may say. Uh, yeah. Many would say. <laughs> community question was, what is a Marvel sub-theme that you want to see make it into the Deadpool set? <laughs> I like how Austin put Howard the Duck. He wants that $5, but he ain't getting it. Ain't I, Drew, I'm telling you. Well, he can't even show up for a podcast. No, so no God forbid. <laughs> no. No Howard the Duck is going to make it. Don't be surprised if Boston Smith ain't on next week's podcast either. <laughs> Just saying. Um, there weren't really any um, specific ones that I saw a whole lot. I did see a couple people say they wanted like a Daredevil, like a Shadowlands or a Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. I definitely agree with you on that. Um, other than that, we just saw kind of random ones with like Hell's Kit or uh, sorry, Ge- uh, Generation Hope, which it has been a long time since that has been a, a keyword or sub theme. Yeah. Uh, Superior Foes though is again one that's kind of rumored. A couple people said I would, I would sacrifice sheep to the great Lord above <laughs> to get some Superior Foes action up in here. Now Heroes for Hire. Uh, a couple no. people said that already is going to be a sub theme, though. We already it know is. that. You know, we get the separate Misty Knight and Colleen yeah, Wing. Yeah, you're right. And there's a, a couple other heroes for hire that will, suppo- excuse me, supposedly that's going to be one of the sub themes. In fact, I think it says it on the back of the boosters. I could be wrong. So that we kind of, you know, already know is going to happen. Indeed. Um, we had a Twitter message from Dan Cuban Gay. <laughs> Not really sure how to say your last name. Um, he, j- he says he just got into Why the Last Man. Are there any other books that that we could suggest that are much like that? Oof. Um, as far as being like that in subject matter, um, there's not a lot of good ones. It's very unique. Walking the Dead, Walking Dead, kind of, kind of. If you haven't read Walking Dead, you should. It's really good. Um. As far as other books by Brian K. Vaughn, Saga, which we talk about all the time, you're Sorry, probably already yeah. reading that. If you're not, you should have been. Read Saga if you haven't. Um, Ex Machina is a book I talked about a couple weeks ago. Another really good Brian K. Vaughn book. And um, I'll I'll pull him up while we're talking to make sure I'm not forgetting one. Really, Why the Last Man is such a specific Subject weird yeah. taught like weird premise, yeah. which I mean, so is Saga, and so is a lot of Brian K. Vaughn stuff. Yeah, 
and so is Ex Machina even a little bit to an extent, um, that it's really hard to suggest one that's kind of like that. Um, I would say Walking Dead is about the closest you're going to get. Pretty much. But if you enjoyed that style of writing, definitely, definitely read Saga and check out Ex Machina. It'll start out a little slow, but as you start to learn what's going on, that book gets extremely good. Indeed. It's very good. He also did some old Runaways, which is kind of a fan favorite book, too. There's a lot of people who are big Runaways fans. Uh, A couple people in our dial design contest do Runaway stuff, like characters. Yeah, they're pretty big fans of it. All the time. And that, that was kind of a, a big 90s book. Um, other than that, just keep checking out our um, our uh, comic section. We, we try to do every week, but it's really more of like a twice a month type thing. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll continue to suggest. Also, well, if you didn't, check out the episode we did when we did the award show. Because we talk about comics ad nauseum, like almost... More than half of that episode, we were talking about comics. Yeah. Because we went, we went over our awards and who got what. And um, we we talk about the best comics of 2013, so definitely check that episode out if you haven't. I think it's the first annual Dial H Awards. You can go on our backlogs on Podbean or on iTunes and check that out. So that's it for community. That's it for the show, too. Yeah, it's going to be a short one, unfortunately. Now, I again, I did not actually have time to get the... Um, Cap Winter Soldier starter set review up yet so I'll be getting that up in the next one or two days Uh, I did get another video up um, and that was the rules explanation Phoenix Force so if there are new players out there who it's very long it's 28 minutes and I know that's you may say I'm not watching 28 minute video if you if you are a newer player this is one of your one of your first resources or if you know you're going to be using the Phoenix Force a lot, it is worth checking out just because I cover everything. And also, there's a couple things in there. You're going to learn something. Even if you've used it a few times, you're going to learn something. And I go through each situation, and I try to break down examples for each thing that I talk about. And that's why it ended up being so long. So when I talk about scoring, I go through a game scenario of, okay, this was my team. They killed this many people. Let's tally it up, and then I'll write it all on the screen so you can kind of see and follow along with me. So it, it, I break it down big time. If you're a new player or even a new-ish player, um, check it out. You'll enjoy it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel anyways. We put a, I put up a video every week and, um, and try to help you guys as much as I can. So Phoenix Force went up this week, this past week. Captain America uh, starter set review will be going up in the next couple days. Week after that, I have a Silver Centurion rules explanation, which is another big Big one one. that's been requested. So I'll get the editing done on that, get it up uh, eight or nine days from now. That's it for this week. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, Dial H4 HeroClix, spelled out, um, on Twitter and Facebook. And check us out on podbean.com and iTunes, and again, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. And for Hunter and Just Drew, yeah, since just Austin us. broke the first rule of Bros the, before the, hoes. Broses. Broses came down from Mount Sinai, and he said it in Austin. I don't know what we're going to do. Have a wonderful week, everybody.